0: Welcome to this message from Liberty Church, Thetford. Like a to bit let of Megan Trainor. Where is everyone? It, who would you? I think they were scared of the wind. Scared. It was quite scary. Who nearly got hit by a tree this morning? Uh, a couple of people nearly hit by a tree. Nearly. That'd have been a funny story. Never mind. So last year I'd done a series. Uh, on the subject no, and I didn't cover this thing, and I thought, I'd, I thought it was quite timely I'd do it today because of uh, uh, our, our, our no we got told this week. But, and, and one of the things was that we sometimes have to say no. Who's someone who likes to say yes to people who struggles to say no because they're not upsetting them? Yeah. But we, we learned uh, six, seven months ago about the, the power of a good no, and we need to be able to say no. But today I want to talk about no mistakes. And what I mean by that, I'm going to open up a bit, is when no was the response, so you said no to something or someone or whatever thing in your life and your words were no, your answer was no, maybe you considered it, but your answer was no, and in hindsight, you really wish you'd said yes. You know, like even a minute later, you're like, oh, I wish I would have said yes to that thing. Or maybe it's like a year later, maybe a decade later, and you think, oh, I should have said yes to that thing, to that person, to that offer, to that job, to whatever. When you look back and think, ah. So when we say no to something or someone and it was a mistake. So I'm talking about a no mistake. I'm talking about a no mistake. that The mistake was you saying no. That's what I want to talk about today. Maybe something bad happened because you said no. Or you missed out on something because you said no. And looking back... You wish it said yes, and it was because it was something beneficial, maybe. Maybe you lost out on something, or something was fun that you didn't go on that holiday, or that trip, or take that job, or whatever it was rewarding, whatever it is. When essentially, when no, or when I know, or your no was a mistake, and that's what I want to talk about today. And so, like, from the little things in life, tiny little things, and I I don't think I've ever done this, like, some of you were like, like Sally on the front, it's very, very English when you ask her, do you want a cup of tea? She comes around your hand, do you want a cup of tea? She goes, um, no, it's all right. And we all know, what does that, what does that mean? I want a cup, make me a cup of tea, punk. That's what it means. <laughs> but, so from the little things of saying no and then going, oh, I wish I'd have said yes, because I'm really thirsty now. Or, you know, someone says, do you, do you need to use, lose the, use the loo before you go? And you're, ah, no, I'll be all right. And then halfway home, you think, I should have used... The loo, had a few of them. I'm the, in my family, I know one big one for my nan was, uh, she died some years ago. She's v- very old when she died, but she had the opportunity long time ago to buy her council house. And so... Um, if you're from the States in here, it's a funny system, but um, there was an opportunity where you've been paying rent to the council and all of a sudden you can buy this house for a reduced amount. And she gave up that opportunity. She said, no, I don't want to do that because I didn't want to bother, even though the payments would have been exactly the same and she would have owned the house. And and over a period of time, that would have been really beneficial for her, her children, her family and everything. And that was a mistake she probably wished she'd have said yes to, looking back all that time ago or perhaps the people you read about in the lottery who I find uh, in the in the in the newspaper about the lottery who I find I find it slightly funny you know the individuals who have the story my work syndicate won the lottery but I didn't join you know them sort of stories on the magazine that you think (laughs) Like, because it's a little bit funny, but they wished, you know, they could have looked back and said yes to something that they said no to because they missed out on something they thought was good, and so stories like that, you know, are funny. Like the people who failed to invest in Apple in the nineteen eighties, you know, they're like, oh no no, looks like they're not, you know, because they didn't like fruit or something, you know, some stupid, (laughs) some stupid reason they didn't want to invest in Apple. Don't like fruit, can't be a, a thing, but so wished they would have said yes at that point because they'd be rolling it now or even the music producers who said no to Ed Sheeran you know who looked at Ed Sheeran and said uh, nah and Ed Sheeran's even said it himself in interviews you know he struggled to get a record deal because I was ginger and chubby that's what he said and I struggled because they pushed back and they said no and now he's going ha 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 <laughs> and someone did sign him, even after he'd had a couple of hits, and now he's massive, and you know, he's like, always got like 17, you know, 17 songs in the top 10, I don't even know how that works, but he is, he just completely rams the charts with his music, and at some point, someone said no, and I bet they're looking back and wish they'd said yes, and there's probably things in your life, you've done it, we hate it when we make a no, mistake. When we do that, we look back with regret or just like, oh, missed out. We hate it. We miss an opportunity or miss out on something because we said no. And we hate it even more, I think, when we're told no by someone else. To our desire, to our ask, to saying, can I have this? Can I do this? Can we go there? Whatever it is, we don't like hearing the word no because it shuts off our desire, the, the plan we had, whatever it was, our current want. And we struggle. And we, I don't know if, maybe you're like me. I, I, do, I don't like being told no. I hate being told no. And, and I would say, and maybe I'm wrong, but I would say that nobody likes hearing no because otherwise you wouldn't have asked for the thing in the first place. Because you wanted the thing or you wanted that. So to hear no is a negative it's a barrier. It says no, you can't have the thing that you were hoping for. Nobody likes to hear no. My daughter tells me no quite a lot now. So she's just two and a bit now, two and a two and a quarter, two and coming up two and a half. And my little, she's like this big, but she's a little ball of fire. She's brilliant. But she's, she stamps her foot and says no now, which is I find a little bit comical. Now that's child number three. You know, before it was like, you shouldn't do it. And now I find it funny and I have to laugh behind my hands. But um, like the other day I, I was saying to her, oh, Skylar, mummy's got a baby in her belly. What do we think it is? Do we think it's a girl or a boy? And she's like, I think it's a girl. And I was like, me and Joel think it's a boy. And she went, No! <laughs> And I was taken aback. It was like, so I was like, "Whoa, you are like your (laughs) mum." Just kidding, just kidding. That's much louder. She said, "She said, no, it's a." Girl and I was like, Yeah, but it might be a boy. And she was like, No, she was really shouting at me, which was hilarious. But she was she was saying no, 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 she understands the power of no. She you know, she must have listened to my message from months ago. The the power of a strong no, she understands it. But I don't like hearing it from her, but she hates hearing no at the minute. You know, she's at that age where she's learning all the boundaries, you know, when she's like putting her fingers and knives in electric sockets and things like that. And you're like, No, you can't do that. And it's not She's not old enough and she goes, Why daddy? Why? No, she just she just gets the no and that's it. And she doesn't like hearing it. She doesn't like hearing no. You don't like hearing no. I don't like hearing no. And so like for the building stuff, this well, this week for you, this month for me, to hear on Thursday no, sorry, an investor's gonna have it. And it could fall through, potentially with an investor going in, they might find it's not financially viable, it could fall through and we're ready to pounce on it and that'd be great, timing will be better for me actually because I'm going on holiday this week so it'd have been a pain in the bum if it had gone through but so there is potential that it it could go through but right now it's a no and it's hard, it's really difficult like for us as a church and me as an individual puts lots of work into that There's so much time, just ask my wife, so much time. I've been working from when I get up to when I go to sleep for about a month to the point I was watching the rugby yesterday and I love my rugby. Six Nations England were playing and I fell asleep (laughs) watching the rugby. It's ridiculous and I'm so tired. I actually got after the rugby, put the kids to bed and then I went to bed and fell asleep at like half seven and so I woke up at half one this morning. That was my getting up time. Silly silly man. But and so I put so much energy in into it that to hear a no is really, really difficult. It's hard. It's tough. And it is in every area of our life, in every area of your life, being told no to whatever, to asking someone out on a date, to, to a job, to a promotion, to something in church, being told no, you can't is hard. We have to work our way through that sometimes. But what do you do when God says no? And maybe you're, you know, you're new to church, you've only been coming a little while and you're not even sure about how that works. You know, no. But when God says no to you in your life somehow and you, you're hopeful for something or, and God says no, perhaps you're hopeful or believing for something, perhaps even praying for something, even if it's just in your head or perhaps you're even speaking out and talking to people about what you want and what do you do when all the time coming back to you at that point in your life, whatever you're trying to hope for or search for, God's just like, nope, not happening, not for you. When he doesn't make it happen, when he doesn't answer the prayer, if you like, when things go different for, differently from what you wanted and planned, when in essence to you it's like, he says to your dream or your hope or your plan or your preference, whatever it is, he says, no, no, and you're just like what? And if you like me, like with a burden, I'm like right with a building this week. I'm like, is that a firm no? <laughs> is there any wiggle room on this? Because <laughs> I'm happy for it to be a yes when I get back from holiday. But what if there is a firm no in whatever area of your life, and it's just no all the time with that thing? What do you do with that? What do you do with that? What do we do with that? Because it's hard. Because if it's hard from your spouse or your boss or anyone else or your father or your little girl saying no and we don't like it and we have to work through it, what about when the creator of the universe says to you with your idea and plan for your world, no? (laughs) What do you do with that? Because I would argue a a no from God is a good no. No. Even if you don't like it, a no from God is a good no. I'd go as far to say, actually, when God says no, it's for our good. So when God says no to that thing in your life that you even think is just for you, it's for your good. And I'd even go as far to say, when God says no, it's because he loves you. So God will say no to the thing, even the things you desire the most in your world, God might say no to you because he loves you. And I want to say that a no now, like with God quite often, just like a parent, just like with me, with my little ones, a no now doesn't necessarily mean a no forever. And so there's always that little bit of hope as well with that thing, but sometimes it is a no forever. But sometimes it's just, not now. You know, in the Bible, there's so many examples of, of God's people trying to step out in things that were God's plan for them. And they were just like, not yet. You're getting ahead of yourself. Phil, stop planning ahead. I've got it covered don't worry. And the same with your life. Sometimes it's just not right now. Just not yet. <laughs> Have a bit of patience. And so like any good father does the same when bringing up children. Like, like my kids love sweets. Oh man, they love sweets. Nanny's like the sweet factory in our house. They, they try and put 20 peas in her mouth. <laughs> she, she, they just, she's got a little stash. You know, it was just yesterday, 9 15 in the morning, Steph walks in the kitchen and Claire's giving our little one, two years old, <laughs> what was it, uh, uh, one of them fizzy tangy wine gum things, not wine, don't worry, wine gum, come in here. she's like, come on, <laughs> come on, love me, love me. <laughs> It's completely the opposite with my mum, you know. She's like force feeding them broccoli. I don't want it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so we've got balance in our world, so it's good. <laughs> but sweets before dinner, like Joel or Ava or Skylar asking, Mummy, can I have some sweet You know, they ask Daddy, can I have some sweet?" Go I ask your mum. And Mummy says, Not now. It's a no, not yet. You can later, but not now, not yet. It's like Joel, actually, Skylar. Can I drive the car, Daddy? I'm like, no. <laughs> but, but in the future, when you've matured, when you've gone through some things, you will be able to. But right now, my two-year-old, it's a no. You may not drive the car. And it's the same with us collectively as a, as a church or a building. It's a no right now, but it doesn't mean forever. And what we need to understand in our personal life and in our lives together, or you as a family or a, or a marriage or with children or whatever... The situation, a no today can mean a greater yes tomorrow. When you're told no today, it it means it can release that a greater yes can happen further down the line. And we don't like that when we don't understand it. Like we've been talking about heading, stepping out into the unknown. When we haven't got all the plans, it can be difficult for us. But a no today can mean a greater yes for tomorrow. I think if you're a Christian and you, and you pray for things and you believe God can intervene in your world somehow, we, we love it most when he agrees with our request, when he, when he says, yes, Lord, I want this, help this, do this, whatever. And he goes, all right, boom. But sometimes God's answer is no. And as a good father, God will not grant us that, that which isn't in our best interest in the long term. Even if you plead, you know, it's, it, there's a story in the Bible, and I actually haven't got any scripture today. I just, I'm just going to talk about it instead. The King David in the Bible. Um, he had dreams to build the temple, because before that they'd just done it in mobile tents. They were nomadic like us. They had a, a you know, a Ford Transit van carrying the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> carried the presence of God around in a full Transit and a big tent that's set up but he had a dream of building a temple the actual a place of bricks and mortar a bit like what we want to do but in a different a very different way but so this this King David had this dream in his heart it says in Chronicles and it was a dream that was unfulfilled in his lifetime it was something he wanted to do and he was keen to do and God went no and 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 it says that God's reason for that was that because you were a man of war and you killed so much, and there's so much blood on your hand, all that sort of stuff. Is that so? For you, it's a no. But 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 I'll allow your son to do it. And so he was told no to something that he really wanted to do, that was really that he thought was a purpose for him to do. But what did David do with that? Did he get the um? Oh, are you, you know, like a teenager would with his dad. He didn't David chose to focus on what God allowed him to do to reign as king of Israel to establish his son Solomon over the kingdom and pass on that dream to him he didn't wallow in self-pity and like always fighting God on it and trying to make things happen that weren't supposed to be in his will the New Testament, So that's in the Old Testament, a long time before Jesus, and there's hundreds of stories just like that. But in the New Testament, around the time of Jesus, even after Jesus, there's lots of examples of times when God said no. Even to, his, even to the big players in the, in, the, in the church building world, the Apostle Paul who, who wrote most of the New Testament, who planted most of the churches at the time, and was instrumental in building the church and, and Christianity, and he was set out and Paul had set in his mind and thought, he'd planned out that I'm going I'm to travel from this place to Asia Minor to preach. He'd already done lots of stuff. He's like, I'm going to set out, I'm going there, this is what I'm going to do. But God said, no, don't do that. You're not allowed. It's not for you. Another time. Someone else will go there. Don't worry about it. But it was something that Paul had thought he was to do. And he's done so much in God's will. And he went to step out. He even took steps to do it, plans to do it. And God said, nah, no. Nope. <laughs> you see, Paul thought he'd understood the plan of God beforehand. He's probably a red, probably planning ahead. And God said, you're planning far too far ahead. I'm going to change the plans. Don't worry about it. But he w- he believed he was to do that. And yet the Holy Spirit said, no to him. And, and Paul's desire was always to obey God, not just do what he wanted to, go, to do, regardless of what it cost him. And so he ended up going to Macedonia instead. And there he started churches that impacted the whole world. So the whole world, the, the whole world, the whole culture is shaped the way it is because of this one dude being told no to doing one thing and being told to do something else instead. And so I argue a no from God is the best no you will ever get a no from God is the best no because when you're told no from a person a boss a spouse a friend they haven't they don't know that might not be the the best thing that might actually they might look back in 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 the future and, and it be a no mistake to them where they think oh I should have let them have that opportunity I should have said yes to them and that's perhaps why we struggle when it's people because they're probably wrong because we're usually right aren't we if they've said no to something that you've asked for, they're wrong. They don't understand. I'm much more talented. You know, it's they're, they're just stupid. They're ignorant or they don't, they don't get it. And so it's hard for us to maybe work through them things. But when it's the creator of the universe who, who created you, who knows everything about you, knows the number of hairs on your head, and for some of you, that's more than others. <laughs> don't worry, I'm losing it, Matt. When it's the creator of the universe, we should be able to rest assured that a no from God is the best no we'll ever get. Because he knows everything about us. Even in Paul's personal life, the apostle Paul in his personal life was plagued by what the Bible says was a thorn in his flesh. And there's theologians across the world argue about what that was. Some people think it was an actual problem with his body, like something that was a struggle, a struggle, a sickness or something in the side. Other people think it's to do with a person who was a thorn in there for that person who wouldn't leave him alone just all the time. Other people think it was other things, but a thorn in the flesh, something that he prayed to God, just take that thing away. Whatever it is, we can argue what it was. It doesn't really matter. But he prayed to God on three separate occasions, Lord, take this away. God, take this person, this thing, this sickness, whatever it is, take it away. please. Paul even pleaded with God. And you can imagine, you know, if, it, if God was going to do anyone a favour, it would be, if not, you know, let's just take Jesus off the shelf for a minute. It would be the Apostle Paul. The dude, he, honestly, he'd he done so much for the kingdom of God. you think if anyone, God was going to go, yeah, right, shh. It would be him. But God said no. He pleaded with him and God said no, not happening. <laughs> And so Paul decided to glory in his weakness instead of moaning that God had said no to him. So God will often say no to things you yearn to see happen. And I would argue those with immature faith sometimes use that as as an excuse to abandon him. To be like, God's not allowing that thing to happen or causing this thing or answering this prayer. And so it's like, I shut you out and I abandon you because you're not doing what I want. God didn't do that. God didn't answer that. God didn't say yes. And I want you to think about it. If our view is that God is obligated to grant our requests, like a genie in a lamp, <laughs> then we're somehow not making him God anymore. We're like making ourselves God. It's like you know, you think you're Aladdin, <laughs> and God pops up, and it's like, I want this thing, and he goes, Your wish is my command, douche. What, if that's what you want of, of God, you don't. You want a, you want a genie. Genies don't exist. <laughs> I would love a genie, though. Ultimate cosmic power. <laughs> bit of living space. That's an Aladdin quote. I'm not just gone crazy, by the way. <laughs> uh, I like Aladdin. One of my favourites. <laughs> God isn't a genie to perform for us. We choose whether to allow a no from God to shatter our faith or to build it up. A no to God to teach us to endure even when we don't understand, even when we don't get it. (laughs) Because I think it's often the seasons when God says no. Just like for me and the leadership team here, when God says no to a building or whatever, that's happened a few times. We as individuals are forced to pursue God more earnestly. When it's a no, we have to pursue God. God's no often, often shatters our tiny little box because we, we try and create what we think God is and we try and fit him into this little box. And when he says no to something, sometimes that can shatter that little box that we've tried to keep him in all that time. And I'd argue he says no when it's part of a grander plan, when there's something that you can't see the bigger picture. I want you to think about this, and this is the biggest one for me. Jesus himself, the saviour of the world, God's son, God himself, but in flesh form. Just before the soldiers come and took him away and beat him almost to death and then hung him on a cross so that your sin and every mistake in your life could be wiped clean, before that happened, he was in a garden. I imagine him on a bench, pretty sure there wasn't a bench, but he was in a garden praying to the Father, and that's a weird thing to get your head around when Jesus is God Himself in 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 flesh, praying to the Father in heaven, and saying, "If there's any other way," and it was. He was to the so anxious. You got to remember, he knew what was coming. If you're God in 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 flesh form, you know what's coming. You understand the pain that it's going to be. And I don't. I wouldn't want to be crucified. I don't even like like getting my nails, toenails cut hairs pulled out I can't do it but to know you're going to be crucified and beaten to the point where people can't even recognize you he was at the point of just sweating blood it says in scripture and it's a rare condition that that was so anxious so like oh my word I'm not looking forward to that that Jesus prayed to God and said, "If there's any other way, can this cup be t- taken from me? Can, is there any other way? Can it please? Can we do it a different way? I've had a rethink. I know we chatted about this before we come down here. I've had a rethink. I don't want to do this. Let's do something different. Let's let's wipe this sink. Let's detox some what, wipes, cranberries." <laughs> You can imagine, it's anything but the thing that was going to come. And I think we'd be the same if we knew we were going to go through something like that. That terror, that fear, that anxiety. And Jesus felt them things. And he said, if there's any other way, and we can understand, we can glean from the scripture, that the father went, no. Sorry. This is the way it's got to be. And so gee, even Jesus pleading with the father, and the father said, no. No. And Jesus went, okay, your will be done. And that's what he said. He said, not my will, your will be done. I'd, I'd like to do it another way because of fear, because of whatever reasons, because of anxiety, for the, the human side, but your will be done. You said no to me, and I'm going to take that on the chin, I'm going to roll with it. And I want sort of, us to think about this concept that God's no to our prayers is always a yes to his purpose. And that's no more greater exemplified than with Jesus saying, can we do it a different way? And God saying no, because this is the purpose for saving humanity. And the same with your individual life. Every little thing in your world that God says no to, and you're praying and he says no, it's because it, it's a yes to his purpose somehow in your life. A God's no to our prayers is always a yes to his purposes So I want you to think about it like this. So maybe you already do, and that's great. But if God says yes, great. And if God says no, great. If God says yes in your life, that's great. If he says no, it's great because it's a yes to another area of purpose in your world. So I want to leave you with this thought. I want you to make no mistake. When God says no to you, it's no mistake. I want you to think about that. Make no mistake. When God says no to you, it's not a mistake. Because simply, God doesn't make mistakes. God makes no mistakes. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for the multiple stories in the Bible where you said no to people on different occasions. And Lord, it paints a picture for us to understand that the things that we yearn for or plan for or, or plan out in our lives sometimes aren't supposed to be. That we plan out our journey in our hearts, but you direct our steps. And so we just pray that we'd allow you to do that and not fight against you. But understand that your no to our prayers and wants and desires is always a yes to your purpose for us. So we just hope that in the future when we hear no collectively as a church for this building or another or something personal in our life that when it's a no all the time that it might just we can rest assured that it might just be a not now or not yet but if as if it is a no lord that we know a, a no from you is a good no and a no from you is because you love us a no from you is for our good And it allows for a greater yes for tomorrow. So allow us to understand that and to rest assured that you've got the plan. That you know the plans for us. Plans for good that give us a future and a hope. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Liberty Church Thetford. To find out more about Liberty, check out our website at www.libertycentre.org.uk Or search for Liberty Church Thetford on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or YouTube.